0: Everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Tuesdays with Roger. I'm your host Bevan Fletcher, and I'm here with Roger Etner of Recon Analytics. Hey, Roger, how are you doing?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm doing well, thanks. Um, so this week, let's talk about the wireless competition report from the FCC that came out. Uh, this was the first time since 2009 that they found there was effective wireless competition in the marketplace, which I don't know what you think about that.
1: (laughs) Well, I I think there was effective wireless competition in the years in the years, two thousand ten to two thousand sixteen as well. You know, Uh I I think um, I think nothing much changed in the wireless industry. What changed was the FCC and Mm -hmm. how it looked at the world. When um, I always felt that. Under um, under the Obama administration, there was a an effort to preempt uh, further uh, further consolidation in the market. And one way to do that is to say the market is not, or is to say is not to say that the market is competitive. And so this was one of the ways of how. Um, at least at that time, the Obama administration favored edge providers over over network providers. Have an FCC that I think looks at the numbers uh, differently, and uh, and suddenly we, we see competition again. Mm-hmm. But not much changed. Price prices came down. Uh, consumers got more. Everything got better in wireless. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the perspective changed so that for me was the big thing and I, I'm very appreciative uh, that we're now looking at it and, and get the official seal of approval but you know uh, for me the industry did did very well for, for consumers you know and it doesn't matter if you get an ada boy by the FCC or not you're still doing a good job yeah. uh, but you know other people's opinion varies and it's their right to think that way. Just
0: week. Okay. So well if keeping on the regulatory thing, do you think that there's been a lot of talk last week about Sprint and T Mobile apparently getting close to a merger? Do you how do you think that would affect competition? Or do you think the regulatory environment's right for such a deal?
1: Well, the regulatory environment is a lot more hospitable than was under Tom Wheeler. Mm-hmm. Who basically told told uh, that uh, no way, no how this would happen. Uh, So I think we've moved on from the no way, no how. Now, for me, the important uh, uh, group here to look at is the DOJ, not the FCC.
0: Right.
1: The FCC has never uh, had a different opinion on this than the DOJ, and the DOJ comments first. Mm the, the FCC then just piles on conditions. Um, now when I look at it from a regulatory environment, um, it really depends on, on who is uh, who is running the show. Uh, Republican orthodoxy would say, yes, we let them uh, consolidate down uh, to, to three players, uh, because T-Mobile and, and Sprint will argue that they are the two, um, two most vigorous competitors who, and that they will not stop being vigorous competitors just because they are now uh, larger and and basically within striking size or basically roughly the same size as AT&T and Verizon but it will help them to be more vigorous competitors because the size would help them. Now, Um, if we have more of the the populist wing uh, looking at it, then then the argument is like, why are we helping a a German and a Japanese company to compete better with two American companies while they lay off thousands, if not tens of thousands of people in the retail sector? Mm -hmm. Breitberg will have a field day, you know, with that headline. You know, it's... uh, so um, it's very difficult to to see how how this will go under a, uh, It depends on which which wing of the administration will win out here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One side will be not happy.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely.
1: So that, that's how I look at it you know and we'll, we'll, we'll see how that works out.
0: And how do you think in competitive standpoint because I mean if they got together they would have T mobile's new 600 megahertz spectrum they'd have sprints 2.5 gigahertz spectrum is that kind of an interest a competitive advantage or
1: oh it blows right through all the uh, the the spectrum uh, uh, limits that that have existed Mm -hmm. Uh, so unless we we uh, use this opportunity to say goodbye to spectrum limits uh it's almost inevitable that the combined entity has to divest spectrum uh to to either to, to anybody basically so we will see a lot of reshuffling again here of, of spectrum uh, it certainly will not make life easier for charlie urgen and dish because they are counting on a on scarcity of spectrum and if you eliminate uh one competitor and sell at least some of that Spectrum to the other competitor, uh, that that sates their they're hunger, at least in the short run, for for Spectrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes it a little bit harder for for Sprint and, uh, and, and T-Mobile, but I don't think Sprint is using, right now, all of its Spectrum. Right. So, uh, on a net positive, everything would win. Everybody would win from a Spectrum position here besides the people who are speculating on somebody else um, uh, buying their Spectrum.
0: So this week Verizon appointed Rima Qureshi from Ericsson as their new Chief Strategy Officer. What are your thoughts about this new appointment?
1: Well, it's really interesting because uh, Hans Vestberg, who came over to run One uh, Technology, he, he worked very closely with Rima, who ran uh, North America for Ericsson. She left uh, several months ago, and uh, it it shows that that Hans is able to put more more of his people there, um, and and uh, strategy is an important component. It's very interesting that they picked a network person for strategy. Um, especially with, the, uh, with the, both the combined focus of being the number one wireless carrier in the U.S. wireline, very important. but The future is clearly with, um, uh, with uh, Oath. And so it's going to be interesting of how REMA will be able to put that together.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: My, my suspicion with, uh, with Chief Strategies Officers who have operational experience in the past is What is she going to do next I don't think uh, I think we will see her probably in a few months or a year move on and have more of an operational role that would be my expectation as she uh, uh, as she puts her mark uh, down and gets used to the organization it's always uh, it's a much better way to learn the organization From a strategy perspective, than being thrown uh, in the deep end and having to uh, run an operational unit where immediately the pressure is on. So, uh, but yeah, it's it's interesting, and you know, we like always like to work with people we've worked with before. We know exactly what we get, and I think that's how I looked at this. And you know, I I always thought the world of Royal Chestnut. Uh you know, he came back and to, to really help uh, Lowell here and I thought he did a fantastic job. Uh and you know, he's now now riding into the sunset and we'll see what, what, what Rima will do.
0: Yeah, it'll be exciting to watch.
1: It will be exciting yeah. to watch how, how, how she puts her her mark on the on this or or not.
0: So this week Google also made the interesting move of purchasing um htc's part of their smartphone team for 1.1 billion and this was more an investment i guess in personnel really than other assets so what did what was your take on
1: well for me it was like yeah this time it will be different really you know um google Google bought Motorola a couple of years ago, and yeah. that did well. Uh, why would it be different with HTC's group that very successfully lost market share to like um, What is always very difficult for somebody like a, uh, a Google that um, that provides the operating system? Are they really a neutral party that supplies the same operating system to everybody? Are they a competitor to their partners? Mm -hmm. Um, If you become a competitor to your partners, that's an inherent channel conflict. And in the end, either you as the OS provider will not be successful or your partners will not be successful. why would you want to be a partner with somebody who is trying to compete with you in the marketplace? What, unless this is really investment into two hundred people, really two hundred people, one point one billion dollars? Seriously,
0: I heard the and number that, was at two. Was it two hundred or two thousand?
1: Two hundred. It's not that many people. Oh, you don't have two thousand engineers doing that stuff. Um, you have like 200 people for 1.1 billion dollars and i'm like probably unless they give them really golden hand shackles <laughs> half of them will walk you know whenever as soon as they can as soon as the golden hand shackles come off
0: right.
1: so um it's going to be interesting uh but then the question is do they just ramp up their own uh flagship uh device group that's not designed for mass market success. And then it's a really really big investment. On the other hand, if you were an LG, you're like, hmm, I'm reliant on Google to give me an OS, great OS. They just went, went spent $1.1 billion on making my life harder. Really? Really? Thanks, friends. You know, uh, maybe we should redouble our our stuff with own OS, or to what can we do? What can we do to differentiate it? And then it just leads to greater device OS uh, fragmentation, something that uh, Android suffers from anyway. Uh, uh, I looked at it. That Apple was the biggest winner in that announcement, <laughs> uh, because at a time when they needed the most. Uh, because the eight and eight plus, very very nice. Um, uh, but the app, exp- usually when they come out with a new generate a new numbered phone. The gap goes up significantly, right, and then, and we didn't see that really that that leap ahead. Mm-mm. We might see that leap ahead with the iPhone X, mm-hmm. but, but we don't see it with the eight and eight plus, which we could also see at the relatively small lines in front of the stores, uh, Apple stores, and uh, the very lukewarm uh, reviews uh, from the people who had pre-release devices. So just when Apple needed to catch a break, they got a, they got a break here, I think. Because that note, you know, I mentioned it last week, I love the Note 8. The note 8 is a fantastic phone. It's, uh, we'll miss that phone when I will try the the, the, the 10. Uh, but I think it's very dangerous to hear with a channel conflict. And it just, just pisses off people, you know, it's like, Really, we're partners, not competitors. So we'll see how they will maneuver that one.
0: I think that's it for today. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And be sure to stay. come back next week for another episode. All right. Take Take care. Take
1: care. Uh, We'll talk to each other next week. Bye-bye. Bye.